Hello, my name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. I am your host. I'm so, so, so glad to have you back. This is The Art of Attraction. It's an incredible place where we explore all sorts of levels of the human system, everything from behavioral, psychological, the mental, all the way down to the deep soul level, spiritual, energetic. And we're looking at how it is that you are creating both what you want and what you don't want in your life and how to fix that shit up such that you are creating a life that you fucking desire. And so to that end, I have brought in a total, total badass for today's episode, okay? So if you've followed me for a minute, you know that I specialize in working with high performers, people who are successful professionally, but they're struggling in their personal lives. And the larger sort of vision of that, the mission that I'm finding myself called to, and my guest and I were just speaking about this earlier, is really to bring this level of transformation to those who are shaping the world. Okay? And we're going to talk about bridging those two worlds today in that it's not really a spiritual thing. That word doesn't even honestly particularly resonate with me, but it does evoke a certain meaning, right? This is not about being spiritual. It's not about even enlightenment. That may not be somebody's goal. This is really at its most foundational about moving through pain, creating your life and yourself in a way that you are not creating suffering. And 90% of the negativity that you feel in your life is self-created. 90%. Of the bullshit in your life, you are drawing in. Some, 10%, life just happens. People get hit by buses, dogs die, sickness happens. That's okay. The part that's within your control to fix is the part where you are unintentionally, subconsciously creating and facilitating, right? Increasing that pain through human suffering, okay? The pain is involuntary. That just happens in life. Suffering is something that we choose to do. The only problem is that choice isn't conscious and that's what we fix here. So my guest is an extraordinary person who I am just thrilled to know. I'm thrilled to know you. Her name is Christine Ammerman and she is known as the podcast guesting queen, okay? Christine and I have an interesting relationship. We are, you know, looking at doing business things together. We have profound alignment in who we are and in our missions. And we have the interesting perspective also of having been each other's clients. 
So I hired Christine to help me get onto some really big podcasts, which she has done. That is her skill set. I'll let you go on about it. But what really got Christine on the show is not that she's phenomenal at her work. So many people are, but she's really here for the world changers, right? She works with people who are showing up for humanity, right? Not the money makers, not the the ego aspect. And so in a different way, in a beautifully complementary way to my way, she is also bridging this gap, has a foot in each world. Christine, thank you so much for joining me. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. This is such an honor, Domini. And listening to you talk at the beginning, I was like, mm, I'm just going to let her keep going because this whole 90, 10% thing is like, I need to hear that every day. I get to hear that every day. And also, it's so important. And it's what you do so beautifully. So thank you for having me. I'm thrilled. This has been planned for a while. Christine, your life has been turning upside down. You've been going through (laughs) massive changes. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way, a lot of that started happening or moving (laughs) moving (laughs) into reality after I feel like I came into your life. Sorry, not sorry about all that. Hopefully that, yeah. It actually does tend to happen though. When I come into somebody's life, I'm a little bit of a catalyst in that way. Mm. Probably should wear a sign so that people know before they actually choose friendship. But surprise! Surprise and welcome. (laughs) Welcome to the present moment, whatever the fuck it looks like. (laughs) So we're going to talk about some things and it's going to overlap in your work. It's going to overlap in my work. But just for a little bit of an intro for people, who are you? Share your zone of genius and what brought you to the interview today. Hmm. Thank you. I love doing business through relationships and that's why we're here. That's why you and I are here. That's why we are here on a bigger level. You <laughs> can get as meta with that as you want. <laughs> I've been in the media for well over 20 years at this point, almost 25. And my journey has looked like broadcasting some of the biggest events in the world, like the Olympics for the IOC and a documentary for PBS in the US. And getting to sit across from some of the most influential entrepreneurs and business folks in the entire world and also helping people who have always been terrified to share their voice on camera or on a microphone to get comfortable doing that because their story matters. So on a very basic level, I help people share their stories because I believe that that's what heals the world. I believe we all have these complementary values, though when we're authentic to them, the world is served and a lot of problems that exist are solved. Practically, that looks like helping folks make the most out of interview stages, specifically in podcasting. So I help people get ready for and make the most of their opportunities to connect with amazing hosts and whether that's to grow their businesses or get their book out or grow their brands or their company's brand. And it all comes back to this core mission of like connection and service Mm. and relationship. And I think a lot of the things that we've really lost amongst the noise of funnels and automations and treating people like data points instead of souls. And turns out when you do that well and you learn this skill, you also can make a whole lot of money for your business. And so I love that it gets to do both. It's a soft skill that gets to, as you said, bridge the worlds of 
living in alignment with values and also growing your impact and your income. So that's me. Yes, girl. Yes. Living from your alignment and growing your impact and your income. First of all, (laughs) should we just like run that masterclass? Like, should we just like teach Mm. that workshop? Because... Yep. Let's do it. (laughs) That's your gift. She comes up with the words, you know, and somebody's already (laughs) sitting down in front of me. My gift is just like, it never misses. And then hers is like this ability to bring people in and to be this megaphone, right? For impact. And I think that's really important because a lot of times when people are focused on consciousness, they're not focused on money. And that's perfectly fine. However, I think that, you know, for me, I'm very much drawn to both. I'm drawn to Mm -hmm. working with people who have a lot of money, not because I think they're more worthy of help, but because they have a larger impact in the world. And so the most efficient way, you know, in my view, Mm -hmm. in my system, to create the level of awakening and shift in the world is to awaken those who are currently shaping it, Mm. who already have the global influence. And that's where I'm starting to work now. I'm in the tech field now. I'm working with people that are very different. It's an it's evolved into this, right? I was a men's dating coach for Christ's sake. <laughs> and it was like the same work, you know, it's like the same, you awaken there, you awaken sort of everywhere. And so I love this idea of bridging the gap. I often say that I have a foot in each world. We were just chit-chatting before this episode. We had no real plan and that's kind of came out. She said something and I was like, you have a foot in each world. And I was like, this is another way in which we align because to me, that's the most effective way. If I were to go and climb a few steps to enlightenment and go live in an ashram. That's a very, very beautiful existence. What I'm called to, though, is doing that and being in a boardroom. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you're similar. Totally. In in the boardroom to prep for a studio interview, a television interview, a podcast interview, a an opportunity to like authentically share in a way that connects you powerfully beyond beyond what a one-on-one conversation that's not recorded could have in terms of connection, in terms of impact, in terms of authenticity. Yeah. That's really where it comes down to, isn't it? Those moments where you're not really seen, where you can truly open and be authentic. And from that place, the connections that are made, the business that is done. Yes. To me, one of the most sacred things is a business connection. Actually, it's like the most conscious level of co-creation. Unless we're like, hey, let's paint a picture together, you know? But like in the world, like that's where like the divine comes in, isn't it? Mm. Conscious level of co-creation. Everybody write that down. Yes. Dominique coming out with the words when she says she doesn't have the language for it. Okay. (laughs) Every once in a while. I love it because we're shifting the paradigm. We're up-leveling the paradigm. I think we... I know for me and what I have observed from knowing you, I run my business basically different than anybody else I know. And I'm very clear on my values. And I'm like, this is the way I like to do business. I'm the weird girl who X, Y, and Z, right? Everybody else is doing this thing. And I'm like, I'm going to do this thing because, you know, that's how I'm wired, right? And I think that when we were talking about this before this episode too, like when you build a business that's totally in alignment with yourself and your desire for change, the influence that you earn, the ability to have over others or to others, through others, is exponential. And 
I could go and speak and I could go and be on a bunch of podcasts or stages or interviews or whatever. And I have, and I do, and I will. And my desire is for like the massive change like you. And how can I do that? How can we do that? How can we co-create that with folks? It's taking our skill sets and applying them to the people who are already in a position to immediately go out and assert their influence. Yeah, people are already impacting hundreds of millions such that when you change their mind, we don't change their mind, but you know, when their mind changes, then their impact shifts. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's just so fun, yes. So when you say alignment, because I want to sort of define exactly what that means or talk about what that means, because the same thing with spirituality, like I was writing down just a couple of just jotting some thoughts around like, okay, like what does it mean to bridge those two worlds, right? Impact mm-hmm. and income, which I think mm-hmm. are both, that's what I'm going to call that world, and the mm, spiritual and alignment. To me, I don't tend to use the word spiritual unless I feel like it's relevant for the person I'm speaking with because it carries a connotation of like somehow it carries religion almost. Mm. And yes, there's a mystical element to what we do. And it's very important to know that spirituality is just the consciously lived life. How are you here is the question of spirituality, not who's here with you or, you know, what's happening energetically. Like, yes, all that stuff's happening. But the question is, the question for your human evolution is, who are you choosing to be in this moment? Mm. And from there, you can direct and create your life. So when you say alignment, what does that mean for you? What does alignment in business mean for you? Your statement was, if you're aligned in business, then your impact is exponential. That has also been my experience. Why do you think that is? I think, like anything else, there are probably some practical reasons for it and some energetic, spiritual, right? Reasons for it. I think that... A lot of us who are working out of our zones of genius, making our zones of genius our life's work, if you will, mm-hmm. we come into this with a lot of attachment to a business working because it re- is a reflection of our worth because that's how we, we were conditioned, right? Work is worth the grades that you get reflect the type of student that you are, which reflect the type of person that you are and the type of success you have and are going to have, right? And that then just perpetuates because. Most of us in school are trained to be really good employees. Hmm. So I think that a lot of this is an, is an unlearning in order to come back to who we were when we were little. I mean, trauma and the world interfering and wounding aside, right? Who yeah. are we actually born to be? I have young children. And so I look at them and I go, they're just like feeling themselves. And I love it. <laughs> I love seeing them just demand attention and watch me perform. And this is what I'm doing and come along and be a part of my party, right? I'm having it with or without you, you know? And like we, especially as sensitive and empathetic people, I think we can lose a lot of that along the way in order to conform and or to fit in or to like figure out how to be human and how we're wired for connection. Yeah. <sighs> Alignment to me means starting with, is this the way that I want to choose to show up? Is this the way that I want to choose to be? Does, for example, you know, running a bunch of funnels 
and maybe not being the face of my company or not connecting one-on-one with people, does that feel like the kind of business that I want to have? Does that feel like the kind of energy? No, it doesn't. Not that automations are not important. Not that they can't give us a lot of freedom. I don't mean any of that. I just mean any of those things above my values as a human, my humanity and how I want my humanity to impact others' humanity is out of scope, if you will. Right? I was going to say yeah. out of alignment, but that like you can't use that to define itself, right? Yeah. So it's, I would say... In essence, it's we're all learning from people who've gone before us, right? We have coaches. We're in this industry. We believe in this. And checking in and going, not just because I want what they have, but is that the way I want to get it? And adjusting from there. That feels important. That feels really important because that's a beautiful example of the who do you want to be now? It's not where are you going because that's where do you want to go. It's in the how you're actually getting there. Because all of those moments spent between now and arriving there are you being a certain way. I think that's one thing you teach really, really well is this idea of being as opposed to like the outcome, right? It's like most of us focus completely on the wrong things. Focus on things. When I say wrong, I mean things we can't actually control. We just pretend that we can. And that feels good. Listen. Yeah, it does. I love I did it for years. to control things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's an unlearning, right? Because at least for me, it created a sense of, a perceived sense of safety. Yeah. You know, but then when I look at, when I question, I'm like, can I actually determine that outcome? Am I actually like threatening someone's life in order to get the outcome? Would I ever do that? No. Okay. Then guess what? They get to make that choice. And I'm just pretending if I think that I can influence them into that fully. So what can I control in this moment? Exactly what you said. How am I here, right? Isn't that what you said earlier? How am I being in the moment? Yeah. Who do I want to be in this moment? Yeah. 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 And there's so much that comes from that because I think a lot of times people say it doesn't really matter how you do something. It matters what you do. And I actually exactly say the opposite. I say it doesn't matter what you do. It matters how you do it. Can you talk about that a little more? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I was just remembering this example. Somebody, it was like when like Siri was and like Alexa and stuff were coming out, right? And people were like, okay. Oh gosh. I maybe just came across on social media or something. But the question was sort of posed to me in some way. Is it important to teach your children to be polite to Siri and Alexa? Mm. And I thought that was a great question. And I thought about it and I really, I really like sat with it because it didn't occur to me exactly immediately. This wasn't, this was maybe a few years ago. And my first instinct was to say yes, but then I was like, but why? Why am I saying that? And what finally occurred to me, and this is what's highly relevant here, is that why? Why do you teach your child to be polite to Alexa? Obviously, Alexa is not going to care one mm. way or the other because it's how you're being in the moment. Do you want to be the person? that's Mm. being shitty to somebody who's about to do something for you? Or do you want to do the person that's showing up with gratitude and appreciation? Because that changes Mm. who you are in that moment. Who are you choosing to be? Mm. You know? Totally. This isn't even about altruism. I think that's important because not everybody's altruistic. Like, not everybody gives a shit about other people. You know? I like other people a whole lot. But I know a lot of people that don't. And that's fine. They're made from the same cloth I am. Like, it's not, you don't need to give a shit about other people. This is not a charity 
thing. This is about how to live your life the best way you can live it. So you're sitting alone in traffic. You can absolutely flip people off and and swear. And as you said, sometimes that feels fucking good. That's called negative pleasure. Uh It's not talked about often Uh enough in consciousness community, but it's a real thing. I used to love it. Self-sabotage feels very good because you're fulfilling a pattern and it's just, it's like, you're like, oh yeah, you know, like that type of like, like gossip, right? Or collusion. Like it's not like furthering the evolution of your soul, but like it feels pretty good in the moment. Mm-hmm. And so you'll tend to sort of be pulled towards that. However, it's who do you want to be? Like, I think there's a way in which we sort of picture who we are as someone outside of this moment. Like I'm, I'll be that person yes. later. Like I want to be nice, but like it's somehow not relevant to the moment. And it's like, girl, this is it. This moment is it. That's not like a spiritual trope. That's fucking fact. Mm -hmm. This is Mm -hmm. it. There is no moment other than this one. That last one where I started that sentence, that shit is gone. It will never come back. I will never be that person ever again. Mm. And it will never repeat itself. Mm -hmm. And so there's this real, at the beginning, it sort of felt threatening and scary to me, but now it's like this beautiful, opportunity, consistent unfolding, like like a flower, just like one petal after another, just like blossoming open. And there's this, every moment is this opportunity. Who do you want to be? Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think most of us invest, spend all of our time thinking about who we were or who we will be. And then what happens is we never get around to actually becoming the person we want to be right? Yeah. That we can choose, like taking control of what we actually can in this moment. That's it. Yeah. And there's a couple of little tricks like that, that like you could spend years trying to improve yourself. But if you don't fix that one little trick, if nobody happens to correct that in you, all of your work won't show up. You won't feel any difference. Mm. If you show up outside of the moment or try to show up outside of the moment, which you can't. Yeah. And you're focused and you're not present. So it's not implementing into your life. Like the reason I'm so like kind of obsessed with the work that I do is because like it's so effective. You worked with me for what, five sessions, something like that? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. even. And because you were fucking ready, you made massive shifts in that period of time. And you just needed, there wasn't anything that was done. There was a couple of things where you were working against yourself and we straightened some shit out and you were on a whole different trajectory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's profound, right? I think it's a remembering or a coming home, right? Instead of like looking everywhere else to get fixed. It's like, what do you actually know? And what do you need to give yourself in order to be able to hear it louder, be able to hear it more consistently, be able to integrate, right? And I think that is completely opposite of the way that, at least for me, I picked up is how you're supposed to, quote unquote, be in the world, where you're supposed to listen to everything external and for validation. And again, like we're taught that from a very young age. Am I okay? What was my grade? That makes me okay or not. Am I in trouble? That makes me okay or not, right? And then when we're grownups and we have a lot more freedom and agency, it's like, well, how do we actually reclaim that. Yeah. Right. And really, really focus on ourselves not to be detrimental to others, but actually like to redefine the word selfish, which to me, like we can choose to make mean more of who we actually are. Like if you Mm -hmm. think about 
anything-ish, it's like, like that thing, right? <laughs> so self-ish, more of who we are, actually. Yeah, I uh, love that. So tell me what's happening in your world. What is your favorite thing that is going on as far as where you're going, what's happening for you, what you're becoming that's really just lighting you up right now? I feel like you're on like a really powerful trajectory. Mm, thank you. I feel like, and you have helped me with this, so thank you. Mm. It is, again, something that we were talking about earlier. It's just allowing myself to be on the journey of healing, of expanding, of trusting myself, of loving myself, all of this stuff that I knew intellectually was important, right? And then when I would get down to the quote-unquote hows, it would seem elusive, right? Because I was using, I was going outside of myself to try to address what was going on, the lack of connection that I felt inside of myself. And so part of this waking up has been going, I actually really do know what it is that I want. I actually really do have what is required of me in order to do the thing. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not freaking impatient about it a lot of the time, right? And that's the opportunity to go back to, am I okay? Am I safe? Am I happy here? Does anything else really matter? (sighs) So that's kind of the high level or quote unquote spiritual side. I mean, practically it looks like being on stages, virtual and real, it looks like traveling. It looks like helping people have shifts to realize how important their voice is and how powerfully and simply they can get their message across. Mm. Right? I think that's where it all comes together in my work is like, okay, cool. You have this mission. It's really important. It's the simplest, easiest way to get it out in front of the people and who are the right people and how do we align all of these different pieces to really, I mean, change the way that interviews are done, change the way that podcast interviews happen. If we're going to talk specifically about this industry, it has exploded so much, like by a multiple since COVID started that it is now a real booming industry. And it is no longer a cottage with like folks DIYing everything, although barrier to entry is so low that we can, which is very cool. Yeah. And the top people in tech, the top companies, the top players in media in general are investing hugely into podcasting. And so it makes this really interesting mix where you can have access to some of the people with the largest audiences in the world. And also the competition has never been greater if you believe in those kinds of things. And so you have to look at, or you get to look at, how do I stand out and how do I contribute in a way that not only serves the person who has worked so hard to build the audience that they have, because if you're a podcaster or you have any kind of social media following, you know how hard it is, one by one, or how much you care about it. Maybe that's a better word. How much investment of energy it takes. And then also how to like live in this new world of creating impact and income when there's so much noise, when there are so many opportunities. 
I'm a horse girl. We're both horse girls, right? So how do you put blinders on and go, I'm going to focus on what I'm doing, what I'm called to do. And I want to do it in this way rather than what everybody else says. You have to post 20 times a day and live in stories. (laughs) I call bullshit on that. And say like, let's be disruptive about this. You know, it's a disruptive in terms of values, in terms of the way business has been done versus the way you and I are choosing to do it now. And it's disruptive in terms of strategy because it's, again, it's not transactional. It's relational. Yeah. And so bring all of that together in a way that when people get it, when I can make that shift for them, it's like their whole business changes, their whole mindset changes. It's possibility grounded in like a very strategic thing that we can go out and actualize. And that's what I love. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking killer. I love that. I'm going to set you up here because you said something great. You said you speak from a world of competition if you believe in that sort of thing. Can you expand and introduce or expand our listeners' awareness of what the alternative is? This is massive on the planet right now, by the way. I'm just going to ask you a question that interrupts you. This is massively happening on the planet where we're moving from this old paradigm into what I'm calling this new paradigm, just like what you're talking about, right? The transaction was linear. I pay you money, you do a thing, or you give me a thing. Mm -hmm. And now it's sort of moving into this much more circular and in fact, actually spherical type of exchange that is much more abundance oriented. Like as you're emphasizing relationship, it used to be Mm. client, sale, that was the focus. And now... There is a new way. Client and sales certainly still work in some industries. Interestingly, it does not work for me. Mm. But now we're sort of being beckoned into this sort of new way and the relation, like you are moving, if not leading a lot of where this paradigm is going. And so that's why I wanted you to to speak to that a bit. I think to give a really practical analogy, it's this idea that Industrial Revolution and post essentially began to treat humans as machines. Like even the whole idea of productivity and the way that it has become squeezing more juice out of the lemon and whatever reflects its roots to me in that way of thinking of these big companies, these big corporations who are all about efficiency and all about productivity and how many more hours can we get? We could see this in US culture, right? Where we get the least amount of vacation of the developed world. We have the least overall XYZ factors of happiness and satisfaction because we are focused on one metric of life, which is working more, having more, all these things. And competition comes from a place of lack, from a place of there's not enough, from a place of we are dispensable as human beings. We are replaceable. And my paradigm is I'm here to serve. And also, as you would say, allow myself to be served. It's not, I have to go into a helping profession and barely scrape by in order for me to help. It's, it gets to be the whole spectrum of human experience of what was I born feeling drawn to? What are my skills? How can I bring all of that together in a way that serves other folks and helps me to live the life that 
I mean, I named my company as Life with Passion. Hello, right? It would be out of my alignment to say anything else. But it's true. Like that allows me to live the life that I dream of and not write it off because I am not allowed to have that because I'm in XYZ profession or because of XYZ old rule that someone told me about. No, it's challenging all of that and going, I'm looking around or I've experienced this and it turns out that wasn't for me. Okay, cool. I'm going to shift and adjust rather than continuing to chase the thing because it's what happiness or contentment or success especially is supposed to look like. Yeah. Redefining success. I absolutely love that. And honestly, it's happening on its own. I'm not the first person to have thought of that. You know? Yeah. Wealthy people are miserable. They're miserable. Like a lot. I study that (laughs) a lot. It's fascinating. It's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. I mean, people I work with, millions and billions, hundreds of millions. It's like, it does not. Mm -hmm. And we know that. The most fascinating thing is that we know that there's been enough research done from enough, you know, reputable sources that it is commonly accepted now that above a certain threshold, which is around about $70,000 a year, money does not increase your happiness whatsoever. And yet... Mm. We're all trying yeah, to get we don't know it. it. <laughs> we don't live like we know it. It's so fascinating. And so another reason why I'm really drawn to working with high net worth individuals is because they've reached a threshold. They've gotten what society told them would make them happy. Mm-hmm. 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 And they're like, well, what now? And yet, here we fucking are. Oh, my relationship's not any better. Oh, my relationship with myself isn't better. Oh, I'm not any happier. Oh, I'm not any fitter. I'm not... It's like... It's, it's just this, this sort of kind of crazy societal web that we kind of mm. get caught in and then, mm-hmm. I think, get betrayed by. Mm. You know, I started doing personal work way before I had any level of success. I had a lot to clear in order to allow <laughs> success to come through. And so that, that didn't really happen for me per se because I was already like, I already could see where real happiness comes from. And it's sort of this sort of like beautifully unique perspective. So I love what you were saying about that because... I made a statement before we hopped on the interview around receiving. And that was that there is no receiving (sighs) without surrender. Could you say more about that, please? (laughs) (laughs) It's that control piece. It's that goddamn control piece. Shut up. I don't want to talk about it. Interview over. I don't want to talk about it. I don't know what, I don't, I don't, I don't have any idea. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I don't want to play this game. That was me. I was the youngest sibling. And when I was a kid, I'd be like, I love to play until I was losing. And then I was like, I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> this is no longer fun. I don't like this game. <laughs> I don't like this game. Play a different game. One that I can win. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, it's kind of great. It's how I feel about gambling now. Like, I'm very happy to gamble. What do you mean you want to take my money? That's crazy talk. Give me that back. <laughs> I don't want to play this game anymore. It <laughs> it's only fun if I'm winning. Exactly. So the control piece, are you, I was such a control freak. Girl, I can't even like, I can't even tell you. I just, I felt like, I literally felt like I was like directing life. And like, if I didn't, if I wasn't on it all the time, that I was, it would just, I mean, the sheer arrogance really that's behind like what I thought was a very like, you know, gentle and giving and like selfless movement the sheer like arrogance was in there that's what was one of my my main defenses Mm. protected me from people if i could stay above people then i if i was better then then i wouldn't have to like actually get down there and relate be vulnerable be vulnerable 
yeah, the levels of evolution <laughs> in this, right? You move from a transaction, easy, mm-hmm. excuse me, a linear transaction of, mm-hmm. of sale and service to this relational, a lot more vulnerability. It's a lot more evolved. That's why it's the new paradigm. It's evolving from the old paradigm into the mm-hmm. new paradigm. And we're sort of moving into that, into that place. I mean, you know, being in, I was, I was at Davos a couple of weeks ago for the World Economic Forum, and I was doing a lot with blockchain companies there. And I've met these few key people that are like really seen because blockchain is everywhere and it's, and it's decentralized, right? What you're talking about, like this, this decentralization, mm-hmm. like podcasting, mm-hmm. podcast is kind of like a decentralized industry. 100%. But I sort of realized when you were saying that, I was like, yeah, you're right. You just pick up your, you know, your $50 microphone mm-hmm. or not, you just use your computer or whatever, you know, and you're mm-hmm. in your earphones, you're good to go. And like, that's a really, that's kind of where things are going. It's a more evolved shape. I think of economy. Mm. I imagine economics is not my skill set. However, I, as I see the evolutionary process happening, I think that's kind of where that's going. So, with that vulnerability, you know, there is the ability to receive. With the relinquishing of control, one is invited into presence. Mm. What's your favorite way to do that? To relinquish control? To practice, like, Allowing to practice, yeah, relinquishing control, practice allowing, making it a practice, right? When you know that your growth edge is letting go of control. Yeah. Asking for a friend. This has nothing to do with How me. have you done? <laughs> Could you feel me? I was about to throw that back at you. <laughs> I did. Yeah, this is a powerful one. It's interesting because I'm, as you're speaking, I'm like feeling in, I'm like, okay, what's the best thing to sort of share? And there's, it's a little bit like a light switch, you know, as opposed to like other things you can baby step your way into where you can, mm. there's like a technique or a methodology. But all that's coming to me right now is is to baby step it. Do it for a second. Mm. Like just as you're listening right now, whatever sort of grip might've been in your stomach, whatever anxiety about the future, whatever effort you're putting into processing what Christine and I are saying. What if you dropped it for a moment? Mm-hmm. Like my body wants to go, blah, 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 shaking yes. my arms. Do it, girl. Moving it out, yes. right? Yes. That's a cathartic piece because this stuff is not, these are not thoughts we're dealing with here, people. This is in the <clears throat> cells of your body. This shit is deep. Mm. You're not an idiot. You wouldn't be fucking up your life if you had some sort of say in it. This shit is fucking deep. Assume that it's deeper than you've ever gone before because if it's still a problem, it's deeper than you've mm. gone before. Yeah. Yes, this is it. So I remember when I when I did, I was at healing school. I was in Austria and I remember coming out after class and like, I guess I was at that tipping point with the control issue. And I remember being like, looking directly at it with all the consciousness I had, everything I was aware of, which was not nearly everything, it was just a small amount of things, but that was my capacity at the mm-hmm. time. And I looked at it and I was like, okay, well, I don't even know how to like, how would I even do that? Like, what, what might even happen? I don't even know. And this little voice came and it said, well, I guess we could try it. I mean, you can always pick it back up again. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, with these things, you're facing certain death, right? I mean, you're, you're pretty sure you're holding on your entire life because, you know, you think it's going to kill you. Yes. So there is that sort of voice. But then there's always like, okay, you could do it for a minute. And then if you don't like it, you can just like control again. I and so that. I let it go for a minute. And that was my first time being like, oh my God, nothing happened. 
Oh. Everything's okay. Huh. Who saw that shit coming? Hmm. Ooh. It was beautiful. Yeah. You know, I think it's like also the thing or tied maybe to the thing that most of us resist so hard. We've got to get to a point where it can be for one second or one minute, right? Like something is not working so much that we're willing to face the possibility of whatever our part of our brain is telling us we're going to die if we do it. Right. This is something that you have talked about, I think, a lot and have modeled really beautifully is this idea of like sitting with yourself. And like, it is so simple. And yet, as you would say, we have the most resistance. We can never find time to sit for five minutes. Forget 15. Are you kidding me? No, I, I'm way too busy for that, Tommy. No. Right? It's so funny how our minds avoid that at all costs because of the fear of what it's, you know? I think that's really profound, though. It is incredibly profound. Yeah. And what you're talking about is is massive with the timepiece. Oh, have you ever been in love? Oh my God, you're like, oh my God, I'm too busy for so many things. And then you fall in love and like, you've got like fucking oxytocin just like raging through your body. I have never, I didn't even know there were so many goddamn hours in the day. Suddenly I was like, oh my God, I only need like four hours a week to do exactly what I needed to do because I want to hang out with this motherfucker. Turns out I don't need to eat. Turns out I have a lot more time in my day. (laughs) I'm expanding time because I'm super woman. And this is the best. I need nothing else mm-hmm. except the oxytocin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could live on that shit. I gotta find some oxytocin pills. Just be like, yep, that's all I need. Look, enlightenment. Sold. Done. <laughs> Good enough. Take it to market. Close enough. <laughs> so what should we leave people with? What is the most important thing about this, about this combining of worlds, about this stepping into vulnerability, releasing of control, about receiving and Mm. surrendering, about business and evolution and leadership and where we are going and the way we are going there, what feels important for people to know? So we have talked about these really huge concepts, right? And I think that These are things that you dive into on a regular basis on this show. So I think it's important to continue giving yourself exposure, right? Because like anything, our growth is not linear and might need to let go or get to choose to let go of control for a minute and then pick it up for the next three months, you know, (laughs) before we're ready to do it again. Okay. (laughs) And (laughs) that's still a win. That's still a win, everybody. Exactly. Six seconds. Starting to huge win to tip the scale. And I think that the combination of these things is really the life's work. It's our life's work, right? It's figuring out how to be humans, being a soul in a human body on this planet that has a lot of things that feel really crappy. And at the same time, also realizing that where you are right now you already have a voice and a message that can heal others, that can serve others, that it is not about waiting until you can do this more than you can in a day. Surrender, for instance, and going like there are people who need to hear from somebody who could only do it one minute every three months. And that if you're listening to this, you're probably like 
very successful or have everything that you need to be very successful, whatever you define success, and you're on the path, right? So it's like using your voice, sharing your message is one of the most vulnerable and scariest things that you can do. Your brain will try to convince you that it is going to kill you, much like surrender. And if you're hearing this, it's probably your invitation. So what are you going to do to combine these two things? This is resonant for you. You know, you have the foundation of your values. You have a method of communicating for getting it out there. And that might sound cheesy, but the reason that we're having this conversation is because we believe that the world is served when you do. Yeah. That's a really important piece. Guys, if you're listening to this, if you are alive, if you are incarnated on the planet right now, you are part of this paradigm shift that we're talking about. It is being built around you, through you, with you. There's no pressure. There's nothing you need to be that you're not already. Here's what I want to add. And to drop in, this is what I really want you to exit this with, in addition to all of the wisdom that Christine has just dropped here. You are on the right path. You are right where you need to be. You shouldn't be further along than you are. You should be exactly where you are. Allow that to be Mm. true for you. Because there's a lot of effort that can be dropped with just that one statement. Really embody it. Don't think it. Don't believe it. Be it. Allow it into the cells of your being. You are doing great. And the world is shifting and you are a part of it. You are contributing. If you want to be happier, call me. If you want to be more successful in your business, you call Christine. (laughs) To be who you are, just show the fuck up. Just show the fuck up. You want to be better? Great. Show up better. Show up more vulnerable. Show up without control. Explore the things that we're talking about. There's lots of things to do. Underneath all of it, let this rest. You are in the right place. And Christine, you are in the right place because you are on my podcast and in my life and in my world. And girl, I fucking love you. I love you too. And if you want to hang out with both of us, to be continued. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's going to be stuff happening. It's going to be stuff happening, people. We're going to be doing some stuff. <laughs> we haven't even figured out what it is yet. That's why we're not dropping it. Not because we're just wanting to be secretive. We actually have no idea. But see, this is what we've trained to do is sit in the beautiful unfolding of the unknown. We're just excited. It's just excitement. We're just like, I don't know what's going to happen. This is going to be fucking rad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Thank you so much, my love, for coming and gracing my podcast with your presence. This bitch has been all over, y'all. She has been on incredible podcasts. (laughs) Podcast guesting is her jam. She's gotten me on incredible podcasts that have led to multiple other powerful connections and a lot of business. Uh, Highly recommend her on like a lot of levels, Mm business-wise in particular for here. She has made a real art out of podcast guesting and PR and media in general. and. That's what we're about here. Art of attraction, art of authenticity, art of allowing. (laughs) Buy that domain name right now. 
<laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We're just up here having an absolute blast. That is now my default state. Effortless ease, flow. That's how I do life. That's how I do relationships. That's how I do success. That's how I do business. And that's my non-negotiable now. In fact, it doesn't even come up for negotiation anymore because it simply is. So thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time. Hello, my name is Dominique Drew and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution.